I'm a huge cheerleader for our city. I believe that we have plenty of talent here to do great things. Yeah. We're, you know, you, you hear people say we're a flyover city. And that kind of sums up how other people see us, but those who are here know differently. And so that's what we're trying to do is to show people that we can do amazing things. Well, hello again. This is Bill Parmentier with Old Storm Studios, and this is the Pre-Pro Podcast presented by Splice House. Today's episode, episode number six, we have a multi-hyphenated creative uh, dynamo that I like to say, um, Jessica Ambule here with us today. Hi, Jessica. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. So I said multi-hyphenated creative dynamo. Dynamite. <laughs> yes. Um would you list off a few of your hyphenated uh, titles yes. starting at the top, please? At the top? At the top, from the top. Mm, what do I consider at the top? Maybe I'll just, at the top of my head. Yes. Okay, in no particular order. That's what I mean. Okay, great. As long as we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actor or actress, depending on how you want to say that. Either way. Performer. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll go with that. Uh, I do producing. I've done a little directing, casting, wardrobe styling. Location management and COVID hmm. compliance officer during the wonderful epidemic that took most of our lives for two years. Yes. <laughs> I had the pleasure of being on a set with you as you were a COVID compliance officer, if you recall. I do. It was on ice. We were on the ice. Yeah. We were on the ice. Double danger, COVID and ice. <laughs> but we survived. We did. And we didn't fall on our butts. Or I I didn't. I didn't see you. you. Didn't? I, don't, I don't think I did. Yeah. That wasn't my job, though, to pick people up. It was just to make sure they were wearing a mask when they fell. Yeah. When they fell. Yes. Crack their head open yeah. on the ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and photojournalist. Oh, that's my, right. One of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. To gain all of these titles, it sounds like you're some, you know, like lord with with all with you know Esquire and uh, everything at the end. Um, how did you gain all these titles? T- take me on a quick journey from young Jessica to mm. mom Jessica now. Oh well, I was born in um, nineteen. How long do we have? Four days. Fantastic. Because I'm I'm in my 40s, so it might take a little while. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So I've always been a driven person. I've always loved organizing things, even as a, a young child. And so that led to helping with events, even at a young age, just creating my own opportunities to, to whether it was collecting stuffed animals and donating them at hospitals at Christmas mm. time. That was one of my first event planning opportunities. Cute. It didn't pay. It paid with the heart. You know, to hand those out. Yes. Uh, But I, it's funny because growing up, I had friends that wanted to be actresses and I didn't. I thought I wanted to sing as a career. Not many people know that until now. And now thousands of people know that. So (laughs) cat's out of the bag. Perhaps millions. Perhaps. Yes. Millions, of course. Uh, So I actually went to school. I went to college thinking I was going to be a professional singer. Did you really? I did. Don't ask me to sing because I'm terrified of it now. It's really funny because when I was a teenager, Acting was not my love, but singing was. And I was terrified of acting, but felt comfortable singing. And I would do it at talent shows and at church and at a conference and here and there. I took vocal lessons for years, went to college, started to you know, put some formality to it. And I was in a very small little production as an actress in high school, but it was a very small, small, small school. So in mm-hmm. St. Louis. And just like, eh, it was okay. It didn't, didn't really... No sparks flew. I wanted to be a singer. Hmm. So I went to college and then just took a couple acting classes just for fun. Kind of still dabbled in it. I don't, maybe, I guess that was part of the journey. And I found out that once I transferred to the next school, so I got my associates at Merrimack in broadcasting communications. Yeah. Transferred to Greenville University for one year because they had a music degree I wanted. And then after that one mm-hmm. year, decided it's not for me. I don't need a degree in it to sing. I don't have, I have a nice voice, but I don't have like this really unique sound that some of the people in my program had. And I think that kind of discouraged me. And I just found oh, that yeah. communication was really my my niche. And so then I transferred to Webster University, got my bachelor's and my master's there in media communications and right on. just started, you know, plugging into different ways to to keep helping organize events here and there. And it wasn't in a formal way. Until is that where you wanted to sort of focus is like event planning, yes, and events coordination, yes, exactly. Things like that? That's okay. where I thought my niche would be because okay. it fell very naturally. I feel like the way I was created and designed was I'm just anal. I call it normal. <laughs> <laughs> I call this normal. <laughs> yes, we all call it normal. Thank you. Yes, uh, and so my mind just thinks very. It's always been in an organized manner, and so it was easy mm-hmm. to think of events that way. 
And so when I was got married and started doing events with weddings and started helping people with their weddings, I thought, oh, I should do this for a living. So I, about how long ago was this? I'd, I'd love to put it in perspective. Okay, thank you. Um, so I always put in perspective of my kids. I don't know if you do the same. It's like, how yeah, old were they? So that totally. was first child was he gets stand. So, I mean, this was maybe 16 years ago. Okay. So I, I called it Happily Ever After. Isn't that sweet? Sounds like a Disney movie. <laughs> and I did my first, got booked for my first wedding. And I had done weddings for free, you know, as, as help to others. Booked my first wedding. And after that one, I was like, uh-uh, I have no interest in doing this for a living. <laughs> and I, I could totally agree with you on yeah. that one. Yes. It's, it's, it's its own Weddings world. are great to attend. Yes. But not to work. To be in one once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's it wasn't for me. So I actually, if we take a step back and as a teenager, I thought I I thought I'd dabble in acting and I took some acting classes, but I just didn't stick with it. Mm-hmm. And when you can't drive, you know, you're relying on your <clears throat> and when you can't drive, you're relying on your parents to take you to places. And they were very gracious. Yeah. They let me uh, or they paid for me to take classes at a local talent agency, but I didn't stick with it. And so hmm. fast forward, married, have a child. He's I mean, he can't talk yet. He's but he was sitting up. So what, what age is that? Eight months. Mine are much less older than a now. year. There we go. Less I mean, than my a year kids old. were walking at like four months because really super advanced. Way to go, dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks to me. OK. Mm-hmm. So I took my then less than one-year-old son and myself to back to this same talent agency I was with as mm-hmm. a teenager. And I was like, you know what? I have a flexible schedule. Let's just take him. I'm sure they need babies, right? You always need babies. So when I was there auditioning him, I decided, let's just try this again. Because I know mm. I'm a different person in my 20s than I was obviously in my teens. Oh, yeah. I'm much more extroverted. I made a lot of specific choices as I was in college to be become more extroverted mm-hmm. because I wanted... I just felt that that was a nice, how do I say do you feel that? Like, do you feel like you were like missing out on something by not sort of putting yourself out there? Yeah, I would say that. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't extremely introverted, but I wasn't outwardly being proactive in ways that I thought would benefit sure. uh, me as a person or even my career. And so I made deliberate choices to really step out of my comfort zone and it led me to where I am today. Yeah. So I think it takes time to like, for some people anyway, to like mm-hmm. build up that gusto that that drive mm-hmm. to like and it, I feel like that kind of happened to me too like I mean I've always been an actor and sort of a goof but like not pushing myself professionally mm-hmm. to like take the next steps you know yeah but yeah so I can relate yeah so yeah I auditioned they accepted both of us so mom and baby are now repped officially <laughs> <laughs> and then I just dabbled in it I went to some acting classes went to some auditions and it was just something at that time that was fun to do it's kind of like a hobby yeah. And then it became, okay, I kind of like this a little bit more. Okay, maybe maybe it's a job. Maybe it's just something I do when there's opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then I just started, again, putting myself out there and offering services on the flip side of the camera in producing and helping in different ways that just created a wonderful full-round experience to really appreciate what we do, storytelling in front of the camera and behind yeah. the camera. And so... I turned it from a hobby, fun thing to do into it's a job to it's a career. And I love to do it. It is my passion. Don't ask me to sing. Don't ask me to act. I'm okay with that now. <laughs> well, cool. Um, uh, that's interesting that, um, you know, it's, I feel like I had a, a similar sort of uh, experience like throughout my, when I had young kids, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, at, I'm, watching them anyway. I'm like parenting them anyway. And so, you know, I've only got so much time to like do something like I could kind of squeeze in a few acting jobs here and there. And it's sort of like, I didn't think it was going to be like a professional thing until it became a professional thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you started getting more jobs and making more money and it's like, oh, this is like a career kind of. (laughs) Uh It's kind of fun. I had a lot of friends growing up that wanted to be actors Mm -hmm. and I saw them try to aspire and be so excited to do that. And I just didn't have that same spark. And it's interesting, you know, decades later to see where they are in life and where I am because this is never where I expected. But I was always never the one who was excited to meet a celebrity or like, to me, it was still a profession. I feel like, you know, everyone has gifts and talents. So that's what theirs is. That doesn't make them any more special than my neighbor. It's just a really cool job. And I didn't think I'd be having that job decades later sitting here now with you. So, right. Well, it's especially somewhere like St. Louis or, mm-hmm. you know, some of these like smaller markets, like you just, 
I don't know about if you had this experience too, but like growing up and watching movies and TV shows and stuff, it's like you have to move to LA, mm-hmm. you have to move to New York, maybe Chicago to like really make it in the biz. And yet, um, you know, kind of on just, I wouldn't even say like on a smaller scale, but just on like a, in, a, in a different way, like you can do it here. Like we're proof of that mm-hmm. clearly, like you can do it here. So, you know, anybody who's listening or watching, like you can do it, just do it. Like, give it a shot. And if it works here, great. You know, if you got to go somewhere else, try that. Well, I think it depends how you define success. Oh, sure. Because, yeah, you know, you watch movies and maybe you want to be a well-known actor. Maybe you just want to get a few gigs under your belt. There are people who just want to dabble in it. And then those are those of us have different goals. So I think yeah. success is defined by each person as well. Totally. And just you can fit it to your life however you mm-hmm. want to, however far you want to take it. Like if you do one job a year and you're happy with that, great. Yeah. If you work all the time and you're happy with that. Great. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned earlier that you were a performer. Mm -hmm. Um, You're an actor and uh, uh, model and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like when I go to your website, jessicaambule.com, which is your talent site, Mm -hmm. the first thing it says is performer, real big in the center there. Um, And you have another website called Under the Tree Designs, which is all your behind the camera stuff producing Mm -hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but performer, like why that word and not just actor slash model slash whatever, slash whatever. That's a very good question. Thank you. You're welcome. Moving on. Okay. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I choose performer? I think it encapsulates many of those things that you were saying, because, you know, when you think of model, you think of runway. I'm not a runway model. I'm not six feet tall. I know you're surprised, but um, I'm sitting on four, you know, phone books right now to, to be at your level. To those who don't know, phone books are what where you used to find people's <laughs> Not phone numbers. Aging myself, yes. <laughs> Apple boxes. No, me too. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I'm not a runway model, but we still do print modeling, right? And oh, yeah. so yeah. you've done that as well. And so you're mm-hmm. still in front of a camera. You're still selling a product or or something to an audience. And even though there are no lines, you're still you still have a skill that you're bringing, you know, to the table to set. Totally. And so I felt like performer and just encompassed so many things that we do. It's not just when you think of actor, you don't think of all the other things that go along with it. And so I thought performer mm-hmm. was just a rounded way of saying what we do. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. would you say like I personally I feel like I'm a performer because like I like I like to make people laugh. I like to make people smile and have fun. So like even outside mm-hmm. of like being in front of the camera. Just like chatting with people, like I want to kind of perform for them in a way. Like, do you feel that as well? Or or is it just purely in front of the camera? I think it's a different type for me. I'm not necessarily the entertainer. I don't have the skills, the natural humor that you do. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. You can pay me later. Um, And then I think of, I think we all probably perform it every day. I mean, when you get in front of a boss, you're you're performing, whether it's numbers or or. Yeah. acting or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I guess performing is more formal for me than yeah. uh, it sounds more like a job than a sure. skill, at least in my head. That's how it comes across. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I, I understand sense. that. So it's like um, Jessica at home is different than Jessica in front of the camera. It's the same person, well, but sort of a different side. Yeah. And because we're bringing different characters to life. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We kind of already mentioned this, um, but um, I don't know. I want to kind of get your take on it. Like um, we talked about being a finding success, whatever that might be, in, as a performer, as an actor, uh, model, singer, dancer, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but finding it in a smaller place like St. Louis, where we are, um, I think a lot of people just assume like if you grow up somewhere like this or in a small town like I did, like you got to leave, like you got to go to a huge market, LA, New York, Atlanta, Chicago, London, wherever it might be mm-hmm. to find real success. But as we mentioned earlier, like we've, I feel like we've been successful here, just, you know, acting in commercials or industrials or short mm-hmm. films or whatever it might be like, um, what's your experience with that? And like, do you have any advice for people who are sort of on the fence about leaving or staying? So... I'm a huge, how do I say this? I'm a huge cheerleader for our city. I believe that we have plenty of talent here to do great things. Yeah. We're, you know, you, you hear people say we're a flyover city. 
And that kind of sums up how other people see us, but mm-hmm. those who are here know differently. And so that's what we're trying to do is to show people that we can do amazing things. So first of all, yay us. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in us and I believe you don't, there are some opportunities you won't have here. We don't have big, huge productions. That's just, sure. it is what it is. Sure. But at the end of the day, you also can create opportunities. You can find opportunities, but it's also proactive. So, you know, my, we've talked about how do you define success? So for me, it's, I want to stay consistent in working in this industry. So I know that I can't make a living doing acting, getting acting gigs just in St. Louis. Like we, we don't have enough work to, to do a gig every day in front of the camera. So that's my love. Maybe you might agree. I would love to be in front of the camera every day, not because of the the notoriety that you think comes with being in front of the camera, but just the craft, the the challenge, the the fun mm-hmm. of acting. Mm-hmm. That's not here, and that's okay. But I believe in what we're doing, so I don't want to leave. So what I've done is I've just number one, I have I work on both sides of the camera, as do you. That creates more opportunities. Um, number two, I do have agents within driving distance. I'm not opposed to mm-hmm. flying anywhere, but it's harder to get an agent in big markets when you're not local. But yeah. the smaller markets are open to you sometimes acting as a local, sometimes not. Sometimes they'll you know, pay for your transportation in a hotel, which is great. Yeah. But I've just taken time to get my branding together so that when I present myself to other agents that it's a, a, a well representative, not just me, but our city and what it offers. Mm-hmm. So I have, I've reached out to, I think I have six agents across eight different states around the Midwest. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, uh, I like surprising people from out of town being like, mm-hmm. oh, you live, oh, you're from St. Louis? Oh, okay, <laughs> cool, great. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, like, of course I am. Mm-hmm. It's like I grew up, I live here, like, we can do great work as well. Yeah, like, we, we weren't born with something in our in our blood that makes <laughs> right. us less than. <laughs> you're one of those. And I was like, yeah. a human? Yes, I am a human. I with, sure with am. With skills. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know. I, I don't know if maybe this is out, an outdated thought or something, but like, I don't know if, if people, yeah, like you said, like we're flyover country. It's mm-hmm. like the, the industry has become much more equitable than it used to be. And so um, with technology and just mm-hmm. with the, the spread of like content around every corner, it's like you can do anything besides maybe like the biggest movie in a place like St. Louis. And so I think, um, of course, we can do amazing work here. And we do. We, of mm-hmm. course, we do. Um, but yeah, I, I love, I just love surprising people. Like if a crew comes in from out of town, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, were you, Bill, are you a local? Or were you, did you come from LA too? I'm like, no, I I live here. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah. You know, you're really good at your job. Thank well, you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it for 19 years. You know. <laughs> yeah. When people immediately want to cast from LA, you're like, I get that there's a large pool of people sure. who take that seriously in yeah. that area. Hands down. There's nothing wrong with that. But why not give locals a chance? That doesn't mean that there isn't mm-hmm. talent here to at least review before you start looking yeah. elsewhere. I think in recent years, that's kind of changing in, in my experience that um, when I was younger and, and do a lot more PA work, uh, um, you know, they would bring in like everybody from out mm-hmm. of town almost. Mm-hmm. To do all the like department head jobs or, you know, to be talent or directors, of course, and like all that stuff. But like that's kind of changing, which is awesome because like people are realizing um, big brands or big companies are realizing like we could pull everything from here and it'll be it'll be a lot cheaper (laughs) and just as good. Yeah, honestly. So I think that's fantastic. I'm like. Mm-hmm. We're both working on that. And it makes me think like you work kind of off and on with like various organizations and mm-hmm. groups around town to like promote film production and production here in town. Can you sort of give me a rundown about like how far we've come in the past few years? I'll say that there are definitely groups of people trying very much trying to get tax incentives back. Oh yeah. For years. That's as, the big you know, thing. That's yeah. the big thing. It definitely would help. Yes. Yeah. But there are definitely other groups uh, there's St. Louis Filmworks. There's a group called Continuity. I mean, there's Cinema St. Louis. There's Cinema St. Louis, MoMA. Yeah. MoMA, yeah, the film office. The film office, yeah. yeah. So there's lots of different groups trying really hard to work together to make our city shine. So people want to come here and film. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned the the film tax credit, which mm-hmm. uh, for those who don't know, uh, Missouri, the state of Missouri used to have a film tax credit. So like a film would come shoot in Missouri. The state would give them a certain uh, amount of money off their tax bill that they mm-hmm. would have to pay so that, you know, basically it's just money in their pocket to shoot in Missouri. Mm-hmm. A lot of states have these. Um, 
big ones are like Atlanta, North Carolina, mm-hmm. New California, Orleans. New Orleans, Louisiana, et cetera, et cetera. Everywhere but here. Yeah. Everybody but yes. Missouri yes. Uh, for some reason. Uh, you know, Oklahoma now like has an awesome mm-hmm. tax credit. And there's all kinds of shoots going on in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, but so that's that's something we're trying to get back through uh, lobbying and legislation here in the state. So fingers crossed. Yeah, yes. Fingers crossed because we, you know, we used to shoot a bunch of movies here. I don't know if you guys, anybody knows that, but like I worked on a bunch of movies like coming up as a PA mm-hmm. and then uh, in various departments like, I mean, low budget stuff, but like it was fun. Yeah. It was hard work, but it was really cool. I don't know. Did you ever work on anything like that? No, not back then. I was... I think I was trying my singing career at that point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> career I used lightly since I didn't stick with it. But mm-hmm. yeah. It was a good try. I think, thank you. Thank, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I know you've been in some, maybe not previously, but more recently you've been in some feature films. You've been in some short films. Some medium films. Some medium-sized films. Yes. All um, different sizes. How do you approach those versus like being in a, in a branded commercial? Like, is it... I know you mentioned sort of being like performance Jessica at a certain point, but like, are there variations on performance Jessica? Ooh, how many sides of Jessica are there? Yeah, how many? Oh. How many facets to how this to this jewel? Oh, wow! Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, that's a really good question. Let's see. Uh, there's I, one in particular that I, I maybe isn't out yet. Shakespeare's mom. Okay, which which sounds. <laughs> ridiculous it does yeah it sounds ridiculous but like if you could use that kind of as an example versus like the last commercial job you did like what's the difference so commercial work is quick i don't want to say easy i mean it's still a skill it's something you still have to prep for treat as a job yeah but the investment is different than a film tv and i would i have always said i'll do commercials to the day i die i love them they're they're fun right they're fun the other side of a tv excuse me yeah, TV shows and film, there's another, it's like a, an elevated level of bringing a character life because it's not mm-hmm. 15 seconds. It might be 15 minutes or hours. And there's a there's a love to that challenge and the craft of scene partners and, and, yeah. and hanging on to those nonverbal moments. And you just have a lot more freedom in those longer platforms than you do a 15-second commercial. It, it is what it is, you know, no big deal. So commercials are fun. You know, I did one in Kentucky a few weeks ago, and it was a comedic spot. I auditioned for it. You know, I did self-tapes, and self-tapes are, as you know, are mm-hmm. huge. It just opens up the world to every actor. Yeah. So there's pros and cons. The pro is I get lots of opportunities now that I wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. The con is I have lots of people auditioning for the same thing mm-hmm. <laughs> more than we used to. So I, I like the flexibility. I do a lot less driving than I did pre-COVID. I mean, I used to drive five hours to Chicago for a five-minute audition, and then I drive five hours back. Oh. Now I can just send in my tape. Yeah. We say tape. Our it's, file. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that, I still say tape, us too. too. <laughs> it can't help it. Um, but it, it, so, that, that kind of levels the playing field then for a lot of people. It does. Yeah. yeah. So did that commercial. It was fun. They actually paid for my hotel. They paid uh, my travel. It mm-hmm. was one-day shoot. It was great. It was fun. It was comedic. And, and, and then you move on. For a film such as Shakespeare's Mummy, which <laughs> <laughs> I play, this sounds just as odd, the goddess Isis. And it's funny when the filmmaker mm-hmm. reached out to me, right, you know, I mean, he reached mm-hmm. out to me and said, I'd like you to play Isis. And I was like, he didn't use the word goddess first. And I was like, all I know of Isis is bad. <laughs> like in, in, in my world, Isis is, I mean, I can play bad characters. I would love to play a bad character, but this doesn't make sense. So I had to look up and figure out in Egyptian mythology, there's this, there are many a characters and one of them is the goddess Isis. Yeah. Yes. So and this is so, like real research into your character. Yes. And actually there was a part in the script that said she mumbles Egyptian uh, Egyptian oh, wow. words, but they didn't give me the words. So I actually researched Egyptian oh, language really? and chose certain things oh, with my awesome. own my own lines together. That's cool. And afterwards, they're like, what does that mean? I was like, I don't remember. But I do know it's Egyptian. But it sounds great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was swearing the whole time. You didn't mm. even know it. <laughs> but for that particular role, yeah, it took research. It took 
a lot of prep as far as the the costume was custom made to fit me. Awesome. The, uh, yes. They put fake eyelashes on me, but one lash at a time. So that took a commitment. <laughs> really? Yes. They could do that? They could do that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it costs a lot of money. People do that. I don't do that in my normal day life, but they were really long. That's awesome. And then the wig, I mean, like it took a good hour plus to get ready every day because yeah. it was a wig and a headpiece and the makeup and it was, you know, stenciling and airbrush and mm-hmm. lashes and it was in, it was intense, but to do it well, you need to be intense. Yeah. And it was fun because there were moments where one of the first days on set and I was all decked out and I'm walking and I walked by someone I've known for years and they didn't even recognize me. And I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's fun. It's working. It's working. Yeah. Yes. Well done. So you got, so. you got that whole experience. Cause I love hearing about like actors who go into makeup for like three or four hours mm-hmm. to like be on set. And like, that's, I mean, it wasn't quite that long, but mm-hmm. like, that's such a cool experience it and is. to think about that. And then, um, it really like having all that on you, it really puts you in character does. too. Yeah. Cause you can, you Absolutely. can rehearse or run lines or whatever. And it's just not the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, until you get the whole get up on. Yes. It changes you. But which, which is hard though, because if you're auditioning. You don't have the whole get up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is very, mm-hmm. not to say we can't bring the same experience performance to the table when we're on set, but there is a difference. Oh yeah. When you spend hours and something being customly made for you and then you have tons of time getting ready, it's it's easier to embody. Mm-hmm. So not that your performance is going to be hugely different, but it's much easier, like you said, to be in the moment. Even like with scene partners, like, you know, when we do self tapes, the your readers off camera, you don't even see them. So you're playing to someone that's not even on camera. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the scene, you're both in frame and I'm looking at your eyes as opposed to some mark on the wall. (laughs) This is more intimate than that mark over there behind you. So Mm -hmm. our job is to act like the mark is you, but when, you know, when we're on the day, it is so much more enjoyable to be, to be with someone. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I totally agree with that. It just, it just, it changes when I go like, I don't think I'm amazing at auditioning, but, um, I feel like I bring it to auditions generally, but like once I'm finally on set, mm-hmm. I'm like, it is on. Uh-huh. Let's yes. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, do you, uh-huh. I don't know if you feel the same thing. Yeah. Well, specifically Shakespeare's mummy. I, I was yeah. like, okay, it's time to yell and scream and mm-hmm. let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't and then, have a lot of time to rehearse. So it was, it was on. And then drink your uh, warm lemon honey water to help your voice. That's like only what your assistants bring you. Yeah. Yes. All my many assistants. Right. They are lined up at the, the door <laughs> back here. Yeah. yeah. Go pick up the pizza. <laughs> in my experience, like I haven't done a lot of, I haven't done any, like I did one feature film that I had like a very bit part in that was ridiculous. Um, and you'll never see it. <laughs> um, but uh, I've done some short films, but like a ton of commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like what I find interesting about commercials is that as an actor, like you don't get to go do a lot of scene work. It's, it's, very, very rare that you actually get to like really interact with somebody mm-hmm. and like go through a whole sort of range of emotions. Right. But what I, what is the most challenging for me on a commercial set is like getting it done in 30 seconds or less mm. and like cr- cranking out all this dialogue or all these actions mm. or like having to do like 10 things in a row sequentially and hit every mark. Yes. They don't realize how much work it is. Yeah. In like 15 seconds, you know, like uh-huh. last week I had to like, push a, I was pushing a, um, shopping cart and I had to, I had to react to a guy and say a line as it was walking by him, let go of the cart, turn around and then say another line at the same time, all within like five seconds. And like thinking about it, anybody could do that. Right. But like, once you start doing it, you're like, Oh, I didn't hit that mark. I didn't, I didn't say my line the right way. I didn't look at him. You know, I didn't make Mm -hmm. eye contact. There's like, I think that's what for me is the most challenging part about acting in commercials. And what, what's been your experience with like having to hit those every mark in Mm -hmm. like five seconds? (laughs) Oh, let's see. I I tell you what, one thing comes to mind. It wasn't necessarily a mark, but it was something else you touched on in that same area. And it Mm. was, like you said, commercials. The script is so short and specific that there's not, there's not much room for improv. Like they want everything, which is fine. They oh, yeah. want everything the way it's written. Yeah. And in film, there's usually some give and take. There was a commercial I did in the very beginning of my career and I said the wrong preposition. And I was like, 
And then I used the wrong preposition again. Like it was like <laughs> someone was standing in my line sight looking at the script and like, you said of. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then there was this one time where I was cast for a commercial for Goodwill. It was out of town. And I'm ironing my wardrobe and get a call from my agent, which is weird that morning. And I was like, hi. She goes, you're not on set. And I was like, well, no, my call time is one o'clock. She goes, oh, they mixed you up with someone else. <laughs> she said, there are two commercials today. They thought you mm. were for the one in the morning and they mm -hmm. booked you for the afternoon. So I'm going to send you the script and you need to memorize it as you leave right now. But then when I got on set, everyone thought that I was in the wrong because they didn't explain to everyone it wasn't because I was late. It's because they gave me the wrong call time. Yeah. Yep. So the man that they had mm -hmm. cast me with to play my husband, they used the other woman. And then I was by myself, which was fine. I mean, it was, a, it was a lovely little spot. But I was, it was hard to not be, to let that anxiousness and frustration come out and the happy uh -huh. come to Goodwill and donate your items. Because yeah. it, it made me feel small because you could just tell, not everybody, some people knew the situation, but some people didn't. And so they were looking at me as if it was my fault. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. I that has happened um maybe once or twice to me too. So it's it's just like it's very aggravating and like very frustrating mm -hmm. to when people don't know the full situation mm -hmm. and they're like you said, like they're just assuming that like, oh, she just she didn't show up on time. She was just uh -huh. late and she doesn't know her lines. It's like being like a frustrated parent, like, look, I'm doing my best here. Okay. <laughs> it's like just just give me some slack, okay? <laughs> Yeah, it'll all turn out okay. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, but it's money too. At the end of the day, it's. I think that's the thing too. Commercials, you are very. Even though we have call times and wrap times on films, commercials, there's not a lot of wiggle room. Like, there's not like let's just play for a little bit here. It's like oh no, it's boom, like boom, boom, boom. You yeah. work, you're you're done. Okay, you're cut. Get out of here. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I. Honestly, I've come to love that. I don't mind it. I know <laughs> like, what the expectations I'm done? are. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I will go okay. home a little early. <laughs> thank you very much. That would be lovely. Yeah. yeah. One of the differences between being a commercial actor and like a film actor is like, as a commercial actor, you get to have more of a life, I think, because mm -hmm. um, you're you're on set for a day mm -hmm. and then you're done and you can kind of go back to doing whatever you were doing before. But like on a film, you might be somewhere for like a month you know, shooting 14 hour days sure. and like you, you get to miss, you have to miss out on a lot. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons why I like oh. commercial acting is, yeah. I don't know if what your experience is, but like for me, it's like I got a two day shoot next week and that's it. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the time I can work on my house or, you know, <laughs> go for a hike or work like on spend, your parenting. Yeah. Work on my parenting. Yes. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know what's, what's been your experience with that. Yeah. I do feel like with commercial gigs or even print gigs, one of the drawbacks, though, is that we're always, always waiting for the next thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. so you may be cast and it may be these two days and then you're holding the days aside because in our business, we're not always told. Some agents tell us, some don't, if you book the gig or not. So then you're kind of holding and waiting. Okay, I hope they, I guess they cast it by now. So I guess I'll go ahead and do something that day. In you know, film and TV, if you do you know network TV and you have specific longer days, then you're like, okay, I know I'm booked these days. But commercial, mm -hmm. it's I always say the only consistent thing in our business is that it's not consistent. Yes. And it's a very, very rough way to live. You have to really love to do this because there is a lot of give and take. There's a lot of just sitting and waiting, not just on set, but even just waiting for answers of, did I get cast? Did I get a call back? Oh, is, yeah. Is yeah. it booked? Should I even take something else? Like, it is a constant... It's it's a weird way to live, I will say. You have to have complete flexibility. You have to have an amazing family. If you mm -hmm. are with a significant other, married kids, it's not an easy way to live. It's but if you love what you do, I'm yeah, willing they, to make those sacrifices. But it's yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I've been sometimes with people like at an event, and I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go do an audition. I just got a call. I was with someone with coffee, <laughs> and I was like, my my agent in Kansas City said, can you come this afternoon for a Twitter audition? And I was oh, like, jeez. Okay. Or if I book something, mm -hmm. if I don't really love and want to do it like this, then I typically will say Yes, of course. Of course. Then I'll typically say, My answer is yes. We can we can meet, but there is a chance that I if I have to cancel, just know that my life sometimes changes within twenty four hours. Mm -hmm. So to always have that caveat in a lot of conversations, it's a and I and you might find this too, working on both sides of the camera, it's difficult to balance if I say yes to something behind the camera, that might mean saying no to something in front. 
-hmm. But because they're so sporadic and there's no, we don't know what tomorrow holds unless you're working behind the camera and have something booked. It's like, oh, but if I say yes to helping produce that or style that shoot, but then an audition comes up for Chicago Med, now I can't because now I just said yes to that. And that's really, really hard for me. That's my biggest struggle is I love what I do, but... FOMO? <laughs> fear, fear of missing out? For, uh, yeah, because missing out on things that I that feeds my heart and soul more than other things. So oh, I'd yeah, rather yeah. be acting than doing totally. the other. So there's a really strong daily balance, mm -hmm. st strong struggle to balance those opportunities that do come up. I've been... Um, yes, I... 100% agree with you that it's it's finding the balance between all of those things mm -hmm. and like you're just you're going to miss out on something at some point and that's just yeah. the way it is and I've I've I feel like I've kind of come I found peace with that yeah and I'm totally yeah. fine like I don't I don't have the same uh sort of acting reach as you do so like I don't have an agent in Chicago for like Chicago Med or something and I'm fine with that like I I'm happy to work here like my career is shifting more toward behind the camera now, which I'm very happy about. You're very good at. Thank you. I'm trying. Um, but yeah, there there is there is that. Since we both are in front and behind the camera, like there's an interesting thing, to like, to sort of piggyback on that is like, a lot of people see me as an actor, and a lot of people see me as like working behind the camera, and those two don't mix necessarily for a lot of people they're like oh you bill you're an actor too oh i didn't know that and they don't really take it seriously because hmm. they think like you know the guy who's doing art direction on your shoot is like sweaty and dirty and like <laughs> working and building stuff and setting uh -huh. things and like oh i didn't know you were an actor bill i was like yeah and it, i don't know if people take it seriously or what like i, I haven't really you know i don't have time to explore that while i'm on set doing stuff um have you ever experienced that like somebody only knows you as a producer or only knows you as an actor and they're like surprised and maybe don't necessarily like fully believe that you can do all these things at the same time and be good at all these things. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because in our industry, a lot of us do many things. But I've yeah. met people that are like, oh, I'm a producer. And I was like, oh, fantastic. Can, what have you done lately? Oh, well, I have something coming up. I haven't really done it yet. And yeah. I was like, hmm, <laughs> okay. that might be a stretch to call I yourself mean, that. You know, you can aspire. Yes, that. and That's I, I don't. Thing to, you know, yes, can do that. absolutely, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah, but to use that word as if it's your day job is another sure. situation. I, I don't. It, locally, a lot of people know me as both. I think because yeah. I've done both for quite a while, so that doesn't come up as much. But when I'm in other markets, a lot of times it's like, oh, you you also work behind the camera, and I don't usually inject it into conversations unless it's natural. Yeah, And so it's happened a couple of times where I'm on a set and then they say, oh, yeah, we're casting. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I know some agents. And and they contacted me to help with something. So mm -hmm. um, it does help as far as relating with other people behind the camera. It's really lovely to have those conversations with people where you understand what they're going through. So I really enjoy that. But yeah, here is not so much. I, I feel... It's mainly with people who I haven't worked with a lot or haven't okay. worked with before. Um, yeah. That's no. kind of how I, yeah. I've gone through that. And I feel like it's more if you're working behind the camera and you go, oh, I'm an actress too. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, uh -huh. exact, yeah, exactly. You're it's aspiring like, to, to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. So you, I, the other way around, you know, I don't think it's questioned as much. Where like you're an actress. I'm like, yeah. And sometimes I do casting. and like, oh, okay. I think it is the other way. Yeah. I don't know why that like why that's believable more than the other because way around. Because I think there's so many people that want to act. You don't hear people like, oh my goodness, I want to grow up and be a casting director. Like there aren't <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people that you, you, yeah. know, you don't hear that. You hear of people growing up going, I want to be on the screen. I want to be in the movie. So I think because there's so many of us, but there are only a small portion within that, those dreamers that actually yeah. do it for a living or a career. And I think because it's hard to get into that point, mm -hmm. it's more of a pipe dream to most people when they hear it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess it, to when most people think of being an actor, they think of like, people in like big movies and stuff. Right. They don't you realize know, the TV other shows. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. They don't think so much like, oh, I want to be a commercial actor. Right. Right. There <laughs> are know, other levels of things food. to do. Right. <laughs> oh, I did a cat food. Oh, you did? You did? You do, did you do dog food? Uh, I don't think so. No, I've done like pet meds, cat meds. Oh, I was a vet. 
We should we should oh. we should pull out our resumes and see. We should, yeah. We have <laughs> been married. <laughs> we have been oh, married. We, have been... we we jumped on an airplane together, remember? We oh, that's flew right. yeah, to yeah, yeah. sunny, gorgeous Nebraska. Yeah. And we were married and had a kid for a day. Um that was Arkansas. No, it was it, it was, was Arkansas. Jones, it was Jonesboro, Arkansas. Oh. Wow. Sorry. It was it was the other guy. I have a few. <laughs> I have a few I have been married to. Unbelievable. Oh, that's a good one for the Forgot podcast. about our, I did. our trip to beautiful. <laughs> no. Do you remember that we missed John, our flight? Do you remember oh, yeah, that we because did of our, our co-star? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't us. We were ready. We uh, Remember look, if we were in the hotel lobby going, should we wake him up? Should we go send somebody? So we we took, to to explain the situation, <laughs> we got booked to act in a some commercial down in Jonesboro, Arkansas, or somewhere around there. Yes, it was Arkansas, in Arkansas for sure. Yes, um, Jessica and I and one other dude from St. Mm-hmm. Louis, we were all going to fly down there on like a little charter plane, mm-hmm. single engine, which was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, but on the way back, we had like a very early flight, and Jessica and I were both we were both up down the lobby, like ready to go. We're going to hop mm-hmm. in the car and we're like waiting for the other guy to wake up. I'm, I'm like texting him and calling him like, yeah. dude, we got to go. The front desk even called him. Yeah. The front desk called him. And I don't so know. So what how, do you do? Do you leave yeah. him? What do we do? Like, do we just go? Yeah. So we, <laughs> right. we eventually, we just, we waited for, eventually he showed up, Yeah. but we were already like way late and there's no way we're going to make our flight. And so we just had to like wait around for the next flight to show up, which was at yeah. a very small airport. So there's only About flights one. like three times a day. Yes, and there was only an opening like that night. So we went to a park and we walked around. Do you remember we that? We got lunch. We dr- yeah. we went to a park. <laughs> we had a date, the three of us. <laughs> it was love. Like it's a fun. I like that memory. It's a very. Yeah, it's a fun memory. It is. Um, you know, it was not. It was stressful in the morning, but yeah. after that, it's like, uh, you know, we can get another flight. It's just going to be like four hours from now. Uh-huh. Okay. No, well, whatever. Well, Arkansas right. is a happy place fun. to. Do things in so yes 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 it is yes. and I almost puked what? when we were uh, about to land in St Louis coming back yeah I don't remember that because we we had eaten lunch but our flight wasn't until like hours later so I, yeah. I was flying on an empty stomach and like the uh, plane's kind of going like Ugh, uh, did like you hide a, that because I don't remember yes that I memory. did because I'm a, I'm a professional Aww. actor right so you so can't hide that. that I threw well a, done no I didn't. <laughs> That's commitment. Yeah. You will throw up in <laughs> your mouth and you will not let anyone know. Listen, if you want to be a successful actor in this business, you will vomit in your mouth and swallow it. That's And that's a wrap on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to be an actress. It's very glamorous. It is very actually that's 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 a whole nother topic there about it. It's not as glamorous as people think it is. No, definitely it takes not. A, a buttload of work. Yeah. Even just to audition. When an agent sends me something like, Oh, this is a quick one, and I was like, Quick is not no. not a word I would ever use. No. I mean, and I'm sure you wake up and look like this. I don't wake up and, and look like my hair is not curled. My makeup's not on. So it's going to take some time. But even just to like to prep the scenes or to get mm-hmm. readers or to figure out what your nonverbals are. And then to re- now we record it ourselves. And then you pull it into your computer and you edit. And then you... It's yep. a it's a lot of work, and then it is to, a lot of work. to once you're cast, the work isn't done. Mm-hmm. You you people don't realize there's not always a wardrobe stylist on set, so sometimes you have to bring mm-hmm. your own wardrobe, and then you're you're ironing those the day of, and you know like you sometimes are. Sometimes you're doing takes, your own makeup and hair too. Yes, which is not my favorite thing to do. No, which is not my favorite. You're thing easy. To do, I know I'm a dude. It's different. It's just yeah. It's just different, and I'm sorry that I'm sorry that it's that way. Are you sorry for being is. a man? I'm, I, look, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm so sorry that I'm a man. I'm so sorry I look this way when I wake up. I never apologize for being a man. No, never. Um, yeah, but it is. I mean, it's it's work, and people don't realize. They sure. just think it's like, oh my goodness, you get to be on a TV, and I was like, step yes. out of your trailer, and then they're going right. to do everything for you. Yeah, it doesn't and work that there, way. There there are some moments where they do everything for you, and that's those are fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, sure. Those are great, but that's not every one of them. Hmm. And if I've always I've done some coaching and teaching on on the business side of acting. If you treat this more than just a hobby, there's a whole nother side mm-hmm. to branding yourself and being prepared. And you treat it like a career, a business that every day you're prepping for your job. Mm-hmm. Was there a point in your career where you wanted to quit? <laughs> I love this question because yes, I like it's a real question. I have I've experienced this multiple times in my okay. career. Like I, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to change. But then, mm-hmm. I, but then I come crawling back. <laughs> so it was. did you ever have a moment like that? Uh-huh. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> you don't well, have my to. My therapist I call every day and talk <laughs> about it. No, I don't mind talking about it. I think transparency is important, especially in, what, yeah. in, in all of life. But 
particularly for people who want to get into acting, it's important to to tell you how it is. It's it's not all lights and cameras and and signing autographs because I know that happens to you when you walk out the door, mm-hmm. Bill. But not all of us have that. Every experience. time I go to Schnooks, oh, <laughs> multiple people. I, yeah. I can barely shop. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know. Yeah, it's rough being you. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So I keep track of how many auditions I do per year. Mm-hmm. Number one, because people are often sent to me and they want advice. And so I, I want to give them a full round of view of what it's like to be an actor in the Midwest. And so I literally keep track of every single audition. You have a spreadsheet I, going? I do. Nice. I do have a spreadsheet. I'm a spreadsheet girl. That's yeah. the producer in me. <laughs> <laughs> Love spreadsheets. So I have a, so every time I either am submitted by an agent or I submit myself, it goes in there. I keep track of callbacks, of runner-up when I'm booked. I keep track mm. of usage, money. Uh, all of it, because yeah. sometimes people will come to me and, and when I'm casting and they'll say, how much will, how much do you pay? And I was like, well, let me give you an example of some. So I use it for that way. Mm-hmm. As an actress, I use it when I'm coaching or mentoring and saying, let me give you an idea. I may have. So one year it was like 200 and something times I auditioned and I got, <laughs> <laughs> and usually it's around 10% or less are the number oh, of gigs. Book. Yes. Yeah. Whether it's mm-hmm. through myself or through an agent, but some years are harder than others. And this year in particular was, it brought a lot of runner-ups, callbacks, Mm -hmm. and not a lot of, I call them yellow lines, because yellow means I booked it. And so blue lines are callbacks. There's there's a lot of blue. And so there's there's things to celebrate when you get a callback or you're the runner-up. Sure. But at the end of the day, you put so much time and effort into getting booked. And also I say... Working on both sides of the camera helps me understand there's more than the, than just having a good performance. I understand that wholeheartedly. Yeah, totally. That there are some projects you really love and want and put a lot of effort into. And it's it's not wrong to for your heart to want something more than another. And so mm. after being rejected, and our life is 90% rejection and 10% <laughs> yeah. good Constantly job. Yeah. rejection. It's not easy. And mm-hmm. so this year, there was a moment I sat on my couch and I was like, I'm not a quitter. I'm not going to quit. I'm really struggling. I'm really, really struggling. There's that. Yeah. There's also the struggle of wanting to do more and and that balancing act of what do you say yes to, what do you say no to, when you work on both sides of the camera. Mm-hmm. So yes, I've had that. I've hit it twice in the last couple of years in particular. Wow. COVID year was a good year for me, actually. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, it was odd. But again, there's yeah. no there's no rhyme or reason that one year is going to be better than another. You just try and try and try, and mm-hmm. you treat each audition as if this is an opportunity to learn. This is my this is my rehearsal. This is you know, mm-hmm. if you look at it as that as opportunities to grow, it's a little less stinging when you don't book X number. <laughs> uh, but you also it helps you to celebrate the ones that you do get with even more joy. So I I love the ones I got this year, but there are a lot I didn't. And so I look at the numbers and I was like, oh, okay. Do you feel like maybe you shouldn't look at the numbers so much? <laughs> uh, that's a hard thing to do. My yeah. brain is a is the numbers and producer. So sometimes I'm on set and it's hard for me to – I have to specifically, deliberately just be in actor mode and not think about producer because I see things. Oh, you see things going on. You're like, uh-huh. mm, you can't do uh-huh. that. You should fix uh-huh. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a film, in one particular film this year, and my co-star was like, Stay in your lane, Jessica. Stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I know. So yeah. there's pros and cons to, to knowing more than just be in front of the camera. Yeah. But I can relate yeah. to that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once in a while, like once in a while, I'll, I'll like notice something. It's like. I don't say anything usually unless I know the filmmaker. Yeah. If I, if, if I'm a in a position side. where I like, I'm friendly with people and I yeah. know people and they're, they're like, if somebody's really struggling with something, I'd be like, just try this. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it works. And, mm-hmm. but like. Yeah, that's it's a weird line to to like yeah. stay behind, like just you know bite your lip and uh-huh. just kind of wait for it to be done <laughs> and then do your scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, do what you were hired to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh. All right. So very last thing, super briefly, your um, I would consider you uh, an international photojournalist, which is hyphen number twenty seven in your in your list. Um. Briefly, mm-hmm. in uh, just a little bit, tell me tell me about your uh, photojournalism and, and what that involves, mm-hmm. and how you got how you got started with that, and what's the deal? So four questions answered briefly. <laughs> yes, and go. Uh-huh. Okay, so I was born in. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so 
I don't even know what year it was. It was over 10 years ago. I saw a need from someone who had a nonprofit and they were saying that they were not being provided the things they needed from an agency. And I said, oh, I can I can do that. And I, I do graphic design work too. Cool. So um, Number 28 hyphen. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, well, I'll do those for you. That's no problem. I'd love to do that. So I started working with them. They were giving me images that were small and blurry and just didn't look professional. And I mm-hmm. said, do you have anything? They're like, why don't you come to Africa? Come to Uganda with us. And I had been. Sure. Sure. I had been on a number of overseas trips, mainly in Europe, doing serving growing up. And so international travel was not the issue. I, I'm very transparent. I always say when I thought of Africa, I thought of bugs and snakes. I've been to Africa many times. And that's Two of my favorite not, things. Yeah. Mm, well, hmm. We're not traveling together then. <laughs> <laughs> or you can take on all those if we're yeah, yeah. Oh, ever gladly. in the same space. Okay. So I had never thought about, never even just looked at even going to Africa. Until then, it was just kind of a door that opened. I actually borrowed my parents' camera. That's how it started. <laughs> nice. And spent a couple of weeks in Uganda documenting the work that they were doing with the school. And when I came back, I just realized... I love this. I don't love portrait photography, stage photography. I love being with people, meeting them where they're at and just capturing life. Mm-hmm. And so from that moment, it, it grew from helping that nonprofit. And then I seeked out other nonprofits that needed some photography. I started doing more and more and then people started to find me. And then yeah. it just developed into something that feeds my soul more than anything else in this world. Mm-hmm. And I actually feel more comfortable in other countries than I do sometimes even my own backyard. So I mm. long to be the minority. I long just to meet people that are different than me. It's just, a, I, I love seeing beauty all over the world. It fills and your cup. It fills my, it overflows my cup. And it's yeah. it's a way to give back. I do it pro bono, so I don't charge nonprofits. And it's a way, to, again, it's still storytelling. It's just behind a, a camera that takes still photos. And mm-hmm. so there is... There's a challenge in beauty in in exposing the world to some truths that they would never see if I didn't capture that moment. Right. And yeah, so it's a, it's a joy, and I get to do it a few times a year. It's really cool. Thank you. It is really cool. Thanks. Um, follow up question: Have you ever had to do an audition while you were overseas? Oh, that's a good and question. Send, and send it in. Yes. Mm. I was in Haiti. Oh. Yes. And I was like a runner-up. I got a different role. Oh. It was for a, film, a short film. I auditioned. I sent it in. It took a long time. She's not very good Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And I didn't book that, but I booked a different role. And I ended up working behind the camera on that short film oh, too. Okay. That's happened sometimes where yeah. I haven't gotten the role. And then I end up working behind the camera. Oh. And they're like, didn't we see you? And I was like, yeah, I auditioned. As well. uh, no, I don't think so. I don't no, know. no, no, no. That's happened several times. It's, it's, yeah. Those are fun moments too. Yeah, I've, I've also had that. Have you? Yeah. There aren't many of us that, that have that experience, yeah. but it's. Yeah. I was a runner up. I was uh, second place for a, a big shoot a couple of years ago and just ended up working in the art department for that one. And then, <laughs> you know, it was, it's a humbling experience, but I was like, yes. dude, I like, I still need to work. So yeah. Like, and then when it. you see who they cast, I was like, okay, uh, who they yeah. cast was the right choice sure. and sure. I don't look like them and that's okay. Oh yeah. It was somebody complete opposite yeah. of me. And then, like, I totally get it. Like you said earlier, like, it's not just because of your you had a bad performance. You, mm-hmm. It's because why you didn't cast. There's a hundred other other reasons yeah. that go into this thing. So yeah, yeah. we could talk about that for well next time. Another podcast. Actors roundtable. Hopefully someday. Okay. We'll get there. Jessica Ambule, um, thank you very much for being on the podcast. The pre pro podcast presented by Splice House. Hosted by Bill Parmentier of Old Storm Studios. Thank you again for being here. Um, people can find you on your socials, Jessica yes. Ambule, on all the yep. socials and stuff. Um, thank you again. You're welcome. We'll see you next time. Okay. Peace. Peace.